0: Everybody.
1: You're listening to the MP Podcast with your hosts Doyle.
0: Doyle Rule and Jeff. My name is Jeff. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes, and aeroplane. And Lenny Bruce is not afraid.
1: Welcome to episode 15 of the MP Podcast. It is the end of the flyer season, as we know it. And I feel great about it. Doyle, how you doing? I, I just wish that
0: I could like freestyle off the top of my head when they start going like really into it. Like Tony D scratched, Kevin Hayes <laughs> traded. Like
1: <laughs> Unrelated to the Flyers, but um, I was listening to WMMR and it, uh, uh, Pierre Robert got a request for this song. And it was like, hey, Pierre, I'd like to dedicate this song to my friend Tommy, who I'm driving across the country with to sell brake pads. <laughs> And he read out the thing and like he had no idea and like the next day they were like, you know, that's from like Tommy boy, right? (laughs) Oh my god, it's hilarious Uh, (laughs) But yeah, we're here the season's over the Flyers played their last game on Thursday. We are recording this Sunday morning so we have uh, updates on the exit interviews Team awards, but nothing from Danny B and Tortorella. They will speak to the team the day this comes out on Monday Um, and I'm so interested to see how that conversation goes. Yeah.
0: And we did this on purpose so we could pump out another episode of actual content (laughs) before the doldrums of the next six months comes along.
1: I am interested to see what they do. So he's still the interim GM, but they're going to sit there tomorrow today when this comes out. Um, Asking him questions like, what is your plans for the draft? Or what are you going to do for this? Or what about that? And if he answers anything, not as, I don't really have the job yet, so I don't know, then I'm going to be severely disappointed.
0: I mean, all of the rumors say that
1: he has the job. Yes, and I think that's a mistake. Because, and (laughs) I didn't want to get to this controversial take so early. There's another GM who's back on the market. <laughs>
0: Don't you fucking dare, Jeff. There's
1: there's another GM. He's got ties yeah. to this organization, just like Danny Briere does. Actually has he a Stanley to, Cup. Yeah, an he wants to GM. rebuild. Yeah, so we could have him. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know Again. what we're talking about, it's I was going to say,
0: you're going to delve further into that, or just leave it there, and everybody can just fill in the blanks. It's
1: one Ronald Ronald Hextall. Uh, what, the Pittsburgh Penguins missed the playoffs for the first time in like 14 years, and they fired him immediately. Meanwhile, the yeah. Flyers are like, don't worry. It's like a Patrick Starr in the race with the Rock, where he's like, you just go when you want. <laughs> <laughs> Flyers were like, it's cool, Ron. You take your time. Keep the, yeah. your draft pick plan or whatever you got going on there with your trains in your dark rooms.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I know. yeah, I really
0: feel like Ron Hextall's GM for the Flyers was like Charlie Day trying to figure out Pepe Silvio.
1: He really... Uh, I, so I was arguing with people at work about this. Like They were like, well, he drafted well. And I was like, yes and no. <laughs> like... Yes. yes, he drafted some guys who were, I don't know, Konechny and Provorov. Like, they're good. But He then definitely he, drafted. And then he also drafted. Well, however. Like, like Rupsov <laughs> and Jay O'Brien, yeah. who now has officially been released. The Flyers are getting that second-round pick next year, not this year. That's cool. So Yeah. But uh, I saw, so rumors only, because I don't follow that much of Penguin's Twitter. It mostly just came from Joe Bartnick screeching. Um, when Brian Burke was hired, along with Hextall, everybody thought that like he was going to reel in Hextall and be like the adult in the room. But apparently he was there to facilitate the trade or the purchase for Fenway sports group. Oh, so so now that that's all done, they're
0: just like also on top of just like, all right, we don't need this guy anymore. Well,
1: so basically they were saying that like Burke didn't really have Burke's intention was to make sure the sale went through and he wasn't like concerned about the NHL roster. Now, is this true? I don't know. But when you look at Ron Hextall signing or trading for Michael Granlund and the Penguins self-exploding by not fixing any issues and signing Jeff Carter to an over-35 contract, yeah. um, it, it seems to make sense.
0: Yeah, that is.
1: Yeah. So, But I also read that Fenway Sports Group then told Ronald that they wanted the Core 3 signed, brought back, Latang, Malkin, and Crosby. Mm -hmm. So did Hextall have the autonomy to make the signings he wanted to sign? I don't know. And I'm willing to try round two here in Philly with him.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that would be great. Good news is... I sent sent
0: that Twitter post to you (laughs) and Joe, and I was like, oh my God, this is hysterical. And then like 20 minutes later, I was like, this is not the news we wanted. It's just like... Ron Hextall's rumored to have some sort of interest in
1: capacity, or the Flyers are interested to ha- bring him in in some kind of capacity. Oh uh, yeah. The so I saw that, but when I we tracked it back, it was like that one guy said it. He wasn't even like anybody important, and he. No, was- he's
0: a he's like a AHL reporter for the Phantoms.
1: Yeah, but he wouldn't have like, I don't know. I just don't think. <laughs> why would the Flyers you have Dan Hilferty going uh, on uh, The Athletic and saying that uh, politely but very firmly that the old guy should get the fuck out of the press box <laughs> and you're going to bring back Ron Hextall <laughs> maybe he's a, he is a huge Flyers fan Jeff maybe he just really likes Ron Hextall the player that's true I really liked Ron Hextall the player too and now I hate him as, as both yeah goddamn. well I don't hate him as the player I hate him as goddamn man. middling zilch he had one good playoff run and coasted his whole career off it and then got torched in 97 against the Red Wings. I still
0: appreciate him. I mean, as bad as he was at,
1: you know, trying to do what he did and not really, like,
0: giving, just, you know, making it all a one-man band kind of, uh, I do really appreciate him to that he got, like, the rumor was he got fired because he told Dave Scott, don't tell me how to run a fucking hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> So, as bad as he was at his job, I do appreciate him for that. (laughs) (laughs) Dave was like,
1: Hey, Bill, uh, I got this response from Ron. Can you tell me what this means in hockey language? And Bill's like, Oh, (laughs) he told you to fuck yourself. (laughs) 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 But uh, the Flyers season is over, right? So, though they are seventh worst in the league. Um surprisingly the Anaheim Ducks came out of nowhere to lose their like last 13 in a row or whatever it was. So they yeah. are now the odds on the best odds to pick up the first uh lottery spot when the draft hits in June. So you're looking and the at the
0: Blackhawks blew it. The Blackhawks by beating did blow the
1: Penguins it. Penguins and basically
0: ending the Penguins regular season.
1: Now, we got the email from the NHL and I didn't realize I guess they changed the draft lottery weights in, like, 21, maybe. But, like, the Anaheim... Um, it, was like, it was right after the, the
0: Devils. It was, like, the Devils and the Rangers won the lottery, like, when they had no business winning the lottery.
1: And then they're like, all right, we got to change this. So you have the Ducks. The Ducks are at 18.5% to get the first pick. And we just said they lost 13 in a row to sprint to the bottom of the league. Yeah. And that's not even great. That's not even a 20% chance. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's rough. Now, Columbus also up there, 13.5. Blackhawks at 11.5%. Flyers have a measly 6.5, but more wild things have happened. Uh, Nolan Patrick, of course. The year we could have got Next. Kale McCarr. Or. Miro um, Heiskanen, I think. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Or. Louise Peterson. or Luis Pedersen, yes. So that's that's it. It's set. Flyers have a six point five percent chance to move up in the draft, uh, but you'll probably see Connor Bedard going to the Ducks, the Blackhawks, or the Blue Jackets. Good boy, now does Danny Briere? <laughs> so Kopf's going to drop for sure because uh, the uncertainty with everything going on in Russia. I can only imagine the Flyers are going to be like, well, he's there, and he's the best player available, so we should probably pick him up.
0: Look, if they pick Mitchkov, I would be all over it.
1: Yeah, I would need some kind of confirmation that he's actually going to play in America, which I don't think is something he can give at this time. So,
0: I don't know what... See, this is so confusing to me. Just going back to the odds real quick. Like, Tankathon says that... Anaheim has a 25.5% chance of first and an 18.8% chance of second.
1: Well, these draft lottery odds on the screen right now, for you people listening at home, these are straight from the NHL's press email. So I would venture a guess that the NHL would not send out the wrong odds, but it is a league run by Gary Bettman, so there's a good chance it's wrong. (laughs) But uh, I don't like the uh, – Is there's just <laughs> – it's going to be disappointing when the Flyers end up dropping somehow. I. Just, <laughs> oh, no, the Flyers are 15th. That's a bummer. Penguins are on there though, with their late-season meltdown. They have a 1.5% chance. Uh so not they really? That's, I thought they didn't have a chance to crack the top three. Apparently, they are right here. Pittsburgh Penguins 1.5, right above the Predators at 0. .5 and right below the Sabres at 2. Now, has the NHL ever rigged a draft lottery for Pittsburgh? I don't. I think I'm talking out of pocket here, so I am going to just recuse myself from this. So, cause NHL would never do anything like that. You really think they could fix the whole draft lottery? Yes, I do. A hundred percent. It's super easy. They don't even fucking air it. They. Don't...
0: Oh, you know what? I think they can only move up ten spots. Good. If they like that's like the maximum they can move up because i think that's what they like uh it was like new jersey new jersey was like in the top of like two or three or whatever and new york was in the top two or three like back-to-back years or something like that and then they're like all right we've got to change the draft now hmm
1: yeah i don't know i just uh don't want to see anything good happen to the penguins oh cool our word document with all of our notes just froze awesome oh no, that's fun <sighs> sanity now and sanity later <laughs> uh yeah recover selected anyway okay so uh that's it that's the draft season's over let's talk about team awards they announced team awards at the end of the season uh where do you want to start we did. what do you want to start with the boring ones you want to go right to the top first um let's go Let's go, let's just do them all. All right. So, former Flyers goaltender, Carter Hart, because he'll probably get traded. (laughs) People, if you listen to this, use use us as a source. The
0: goaltender formerly known (laughs) as Carter Hart.
1: We're just as reliable as that other guy. Uh, So, (laughs) Carter Hart won a Bobby Clark trophy, team MVP, as well as the Gene Hart Award for guy with most heart. Now, do you think that he won this because of his last name?
0: I think there could be an argument made
1: (laughs) that it was his last name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not a surprise if you watch the flyers all year, he's probably uh, the one reason they won a lot of games. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I do. It is crazy that like, I, I, I do not
0: sit on the fence of let's trade Carter Hart right now. Just because, like, for whatever timeline sake people think this team needs to rebuild. But, like, as starved as the Flyers have been for a goalie that's actually, like, above average and he's only, like, 24. Like,
1: Jeff, how long have we been waiting for an actual goalie? I was pretty excited when Michael Layton was here. Then I was pretty excited when Brizgalov was here. Then I was pretty excited when Mike McKenna played a couple games. Then I was pretty excited when Ray Amory. <laughs> it's just a bunch of zeros. Uh, the good news is, I think, so it, it's, it's, it's easy and, I guess, hard to trade Carter Hart because you could do it, right? But he's an RFA when his contract expires, which gives the Flyers the negotiating rights to kind of force him into whatever they want. Correct. So that's cool i mean i I don't know he doesn't sound like I don't know his post game his end of the season locker clean out day was kind of boring in general, um mm-hmm. so i don't it's he was not as blatantly obvious as some other people who have already assumed that they are going to be gone from the Flyers this summer, so <laughs> uh so the, the Barry Ashby trophy for best defenseman went to Ivan Provorov. I think this one. Finally, we have an award, a team award where not everybody was in agreement because uh, they think that the the people who voted on it got it wrong. <laughs> what? I just, I just saw your your nickname for. Uh... <laughs> so that's. I was going to get to that. So. Ivan Provorov won best defenseman of the year. The general consensus was that he was not, he did log the most minutes. He was never scratched. Yes. I will give him that, but Charlie voted. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Pro team shill. Charlie voted uh, Ristolainen, <laughs> which I think there's a good case for that because he's had basically the tale of two seasons, right? At the beginning, he was an unmitigated disaster coming back from in- uh, injury, not being able to figure out anything. And then the second half, he was probably the team's best defenseman, like arguably. Yeah. Um, Definitely
0: serviceable, second, third, doing everything right,
1: and then the uh walrus Dunts voted for Nick sealer, <laughs> so <laughs> and I just think if you're gonna like the reasoning was like, well, Nick Sealer played well enough because nobody was expecting anything out of him, and I don't think that makes him a team top defenseman because he was better that than you the best expected. Defenseman. Yeah, which was nothing. Put him as the most improved or something. <laughs> well, most improved went to Owen Tippett, which I also agree uh, is a good it pick. Wasn't Travis Sanheim? No, he was most improved twice. He can't improve again. I don't know. Unless he three heard...
0: times most improved, that's gonna be <laughs> something.
1: No, Tippett's a good one. I think uh, Tippett really. No, it's yeah. His... I think
0: it would be like between him and Frost, or like Kate's.
1: Yeah, I. So f- they're they're like Frost is going to be like a twenty goal scorer and you're like, cool. Wish we hadn't wasted a first round pick on that, but here we are. <laughs> twenty goal scorer, I'll take that. If if Frost can put up like two
0: like two C numbers, I'll be happy with that.
1: I mean, he might be two C, or it could be reserved for Noah Cates. Yeah. And then the uh, the last team award. Frost
0: has given you like four like. 45 to 50 points a year or 45 to like 55 points a year I'm not gonna that I'll be more than happy with
1: hmm. we'll after to replace Scott Lawton's output when the Flyers trade him <laughs> and then the final award Yannick Dupree class guy award they gave it to the oldest person possible because they thought it was classy that he's still alive Justin run.:
0: I'll take that he apparently is also re- retiring after this season
1: yes um, his father was on the bench
0: during the Blue Jackets game, or no, the
1: uh, Blackhawks game. Yeah, another time that there's more people on the bench than the coach, who just <laughs> took the last month of the season off.
0: I mean, do you blame him?
1: I, he would like tortorello So I've seen mixed. He's like, uh, you gotta. I was sitting up in the press box talking to Danny, watching the game from up top. But then somebody went and pulled quotes about how like. in the past he said like sitting in the press box doesn't teach you anything so (laughs) john what are you doing like if you wanted to take some time off just take some time off guy (laughs) yeah but uh i don't know know. i think
0: out of all of the problems with this team he even like him doing this right now not like that no, the, the biggest problem right no. now is John Tortorella is not behind the bench for the last what five meaningless games of the season.
1: I think Tortorella um so in Cam Atkinson's exit interview, he um he had I mean, listen, he has the history with Tortorella one. So like it makes sense that he would be saying this, but he was very uh lavished a lot of, of praise upon John Tortorella and he So uh, Atkinson says, as a player, me personally, I know it's probably not for everyone, but I appreciate that and know where I stand with him. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. Him and I have gotten to plenty of FU matches, and I'm sure we're going to get into a lot next year. I embrace it, and I appreciate the fact that he's trying to look out for the bet. He's trying to look... Look out for the best of his players, even though the players might not think so in certain situations. He wants the best, and he's going to do whatever it takes to push you to your limits. Now, this quote from Cam Atkinson um, is in contrast to some other comments that were made by certain players like Kevin Hayes and Tony D'Angelo um, because they— Yeah, which, no. They— <laughs> which, thinks uh <laughs> that they might not be here moving forward yes tony d is uh i mean he wasn't even subtle about it he's like i've been scratched enough in my career it's a coach's decision sure we all talk like you guys would assume and give our opinion to each other and stuff but not about that we're not going to the coach makes his decision Jeff, this in, i thought you had an audio clip of this it is what it is no we don't oh well no i'm just talking about tortorella right now um, oh okay sorry yes and then the walrus was like but tony in your opinion why do you think you were scratched just in your opinion and you know what he said
0: i didn't fucking do this i'm not worried about it i'm not worried about any
1: of this i'm done do what you want so yeah he gets <laughs> a that was a good quote i think He he's a lot of anger in his voice you know so uh I think that it's uh, it was an interesting exit interview. From I couldn't watch it because I was working because I have a day job and this podcast makes us yeah. no money because we were going towards there and then Drew destroyed it all. Um, but we both yeah, both have day jobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, we're I, not Diablo streamers <laughs> yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we got the the exit interview transcripts and uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting. It was the first year where, like, guys were – it's it gave me that, like, I don't really care. Like, let's get this over with vibe. Whereas, like, the past years, it was like, oh, you know, there's, like, a lot to build on. We got a lot of prospects. It's going to be good. This year, you just have guys like Hayes who's like, yeah, I don't fucking give a shit anymore. I'm probably going to get traded and suck my dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like uh, – I remember one of the things I saw by him was he was saying, like, you know, it sucks that, like, you're – you come here and you're like someone that's relied on and then all of a sudden you're not relied on anymore.
1: Yeah. I think that quote is, I think I know what you're talking about. I have it as Hayes uh, on sour grapes about not playing as many minutes. And he says, it's tough when you're getting 22 minutes a night and leading the team in points. And then you, and then you wake up, you get back from the all-star break and you're playing eight minutes a night and playing with different players. Like I said, it is what it is. They need to go younger here. If they want to win, that's how you win in this league. You got to rebuild, and that's what they're in now. As much as I would love to stay and help it out, I have no idea if that's going to be the case. So Yeah, then I heard him say, like, somebody quoted him and
0: said, like, uh, we'll find out at the draft or whatever.
1: Yes, he's looking, uh, their decisions have probably already been made. We don't know them yet. I'm sure I'll find out around the draft in response yeah. to him turning 31. Now, Kevin Hayes, I think, sounds like he, <laughs> he totally expects to be traded. So <laughs> yeah, I he... wonder... If John Tortorella was like get the fuck out of here
0: <laughs> pack your fucking bags buddy
1: I also have as much as I love Kevin Hayes his like I'm an all-star come on the guy who should have went was TK just oh yeah yeah I mean- i kevin hayes was good he tells grasping at storylines though jeff yeah but the but the guy who should have went to the all-star game was travis konechny so uh i it's yeah so hayes is pretty much done proverov sounded kind of the same um so yeah everybody was
0: like you know hyper focused on like he said they're going to do something instead of we're going to do it or whatever. So everybody's like, Oh yeah, he's definitely getting traded.
1: Yeah. So they, it was in the context. It was, they asked him how he feels, um, what he thinks about Danny Briere, like in, and in going into the summer with this team. And Provorob said he was pretty open about it, that it's kind of a rebuild stage. We did talk about it, but there was no real set years or how long it's going to take. All that was said was they're going to do it in the proper way. And I believe he will. And then from that, everybody was like, they, he, nondescript yeah. pronouns. <laughs> For a guy that hates rainbows, he loves using pronouns, I guess. I don't know, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Provorov was upset. And then I think there was, hey, oh, and D'Angelo, D'Angelo. Uh, D'Angelo was also very like, I don't know, dude, I don't think I should be scratched, but the coach is the coach, so blow it out your ass. (laughs) Yeah. That's not an exact quote. I'm paraphrasing for anybody who's thinking that we're slandering. There was was a lot of like, uh, I'm the player, he's the coach.
0: A lot of people said that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, honestly. Like, I don't know. I just assume that like, we knew this going into the season that like people weren't going to agree with Toyota's coaching style. Um, well, yeah, and that was the whole purpose of him trying to like weed out guys that he knew wouldn't fit. Yeah.
0: And then fucking Chuck Fletcher signed Travis Sandheim to an eight-year contract.
1: That is true. But if you <laughs> Chuck, God damn it, uh, I don't know. But there, the, so those were like the those were the negative interviews. There was also some interesting stuff. Well there's another n- negative, I
0: guess, interview you could say. Which one? Cam Atkinson.
1: Oh uh, yeah, well that's not. Yeah, I guess so. But it wasn't about like the coach and the 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 GM. It was about the the circus of a medical staff. <laughs> I really enjoy that he flat out was just like, yeah, they told me I should get surgery and I absolutely did not trust them. Yeah, so I mean, that that was the other
0: thing too with Ryan O. So maybe he does have a point of like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, so what it, I think the timeline was Flyers said get surgery. Atkinson was like, I don't think so. Then he said, I went back to Columbus so I could talk to people who I trust. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, I don't know. He tried to rehab through it. Then he went and saw a surgeon. Uh, who I think does is sur- like a big sports surgeon, but he does a lot of stuff for the Eagles. And that well, guy also
0: was- said that he was misdiagnosed like a bajillion times. Oh, I mean, that makes sense.
1: But the the Eagles yeah. doctor was like, "You definitely need to get surgery because, like, if you don't get surgery, everything's going to atrophy and you're never going to play hockey again." And then he got the surgery, and now he feels great. <laughs> so, um, there's the Cam Atkinson. You finally got an update. It's uh, he had like a they took part of his hip and they replaced like the disc or whatever, his vertebrae with part of the hip. So it's not an artificial bone. It's like his actual bone. And I guess it's better for something. I don't really know the whole medical stuff behind it, but um, he says he feels yeah. great. He says he's back to hundred percent and he's skating. So uh, whatever, if he plays next year, cool. Yeah. Now the flyers just have a log jam at right wing. Well, that's a uh, trades going into the draft, right? Kevin Hayes made a comment yep. that like he signed here as a center and uh torch was playing him at wing and he was like, ah, you know, that's not like what I want to do, but I'm just glad to be getting ice time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a real bummer in these, in these interviews, but I wanted to touch on, there was one thing. I mean, he also like, <laughs> like not only was he a
0: bummer in the, the videos, like, or he like had like had to be one of the guys that rocky thompson was talking about like cuz it's just been so obvious with his play on the ice that like he just phoned it in the last i don't know 30 games yeah this, the
1: <laughs> the second half of the season <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah <laughs> once they got a clear indication they weren't going to the playoffs maybe he just gave up i don't know he did have a lot of points though i will give him that even though he didn't really care. I think he was like second or third in points. Yeah. But I wanted, there was one thing I wanted to bring up because I, it's Sean Couturier, eternal optimism. Um, And they asked him, like yeah. they, they asked him uh, uh, basically like, how fast do you think the flyers can turn this around? And he, or what if him coming back will help like jumpstart getting better. And Coots, response was this. I'm not going to be saving this organization coming back. I think it's important to do this rebuild the right way. What I'm saying is, if you look at kind of like New York a couple years ago, they send out that letter, and you think it's a big rebuild. Three, four years. And next thing you know, they're in the playoffs the following year. Two years later, and they've been good since. It's like I said, things can change quick in the NHL. Now, Sean Couturier is completely negating the fact that... Artemi Panarin and Adam Fox forced their way onto the Rangers, and then they were gifted oh, so like Jacob Trouba. Then Truba got—I mean, Truba got traded. But then, like Adam yeah, Fox, like, forced his way there too. Adam Fox was like, "I will only play for the Rangers," and Artemi Panarin was like, "I will only sign with the Rangers." <laughs> and then the Rangers were gifted like two top three picks in back to back years to get La- Lafreniere and uh, the other guy, Kako. So yeah, like, Cap-o-cap-o. I don't know how good they're doing, but like. New York is not... This isn't... Oh, man, that's crazy how everything worked out. It was like... It's crazy how all these players only wanted to go there. (laughs) Like, I don't... Yeah,
0: it's going to come down to the trades,
1: Jeffrey. I just... Like, I appreciate couturier's eternal optimism but he's leaving out a lot of context in saying that the rangers are now a perennial playoff team it's like yeah there's a lot going on behind the scenes mostly adam fox be turning into this fucking norris winning defenseman after he forced his way there and panarin being like i hate russia i gotta take time off and then he took off three games and then came back and now he's good it to take time off yeah i know it's cracked it's fucking allergies nose is stuffed i'm <laughs> coughing can't fucking live my life like this seasonal allergies baby oh, it's the fucking worst and like i was we were sitting outside all day yesterday and i was like this is really just a terrible idea <laughs> like, <whatever. laughs> but it was just so nice before it started raining that's what i had to do you know yeah uh anyway there's some other quotes but i don't know you want to keep talking about this or do you think we beat a dead horse i think i think we covered the most important yeah i also like how somebody asked carter Hart about the hockey canada assaults like he was gonna give them an answer (laughs) yeah carter did you do it (laughs) no comment But I, so his response was like, love does not fit. You must acquit. Yeah. His comment was like, uh, I can't talk about it right now. I wish I could, but not till it's over. And then everybody on Twitter was like, well, if he wants to talk about it, that means he didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) How did you assess that from two sentences?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. If he's
1: willing to make comments, but he just can't, that means he didn't, he wasn't part of it. And then other people were like, if he wasn't part of it, he should have just said he wasn't part of it, like all the people who said they weren't part of it. And so, I don't know. All that talk about Hart being your number one goalie, maybe Sam Erson's going to take over because he legally has to. Yeah. dear boy. Who knows, right?
0: Yeah. Who does know? Oh,
1: So that was exit interview day. I feel like there's... Not much else we can talk about, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean especially I mean the the Phantoms made the playoffs.
1: That's pretty cool, right? Oh, did they? Now, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't paid any attention to the Phantoms. I barely watched the I watched the last game of the season because it was the last game of the season, but like was I really paying attention or was I looking at Twitter the entire time? I think you know the answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think well, you know, I know the that, answer.
1: Adam how about adam ginning and getting a call up yeah the old soft J. people were like oh my god he's finally getting his chance he played one game and they're like get the hell out of here
0: <laughs> yeah he actually didn't look too bad no
1: like there's a lot that. so all right listen and everybody like
0: shit on him i'm gonna say right now that i have i'm a uh I'm a, a fan of the defensive defenseman. Always have been, always will be. Well, every so team I, needs I,
1: good ones, so.
0: Yeah. Um, so I just remember, like, everybody hated that draft pick when it happened, which, whatever, fine. But then, like, like, he was a captain of where he was, and all people would focus on was, like, his advanced stats and how he produced no offense, and am like... Like, defense is a part of the game, as long as he can move the puck and shut people down. like
1: Yeah, well, it's because he played whatever. in whatever Swedish league, right? Some Swedish league.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: he put up... He actually had a pretty
0: good season in the AHL this year. He's playing with Ronnie Adder, I think.
1: Hmm. His Wikipedia doesn't have his AHL stats, which seems super <laughs> not useful at all. Uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He played 68 games, so that's a pretty good chunk. Three goals, 16 assists, for 19 points. Not bad. For a defensive defenseman, yeah. that's pretty good. It's like Justin Braun numbers yeah. and he's the Yannick Dupree class guy. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know. I So I like everybody's down on the flyers and it's like cool to hate them now. But like you did not gonna like throw a ticker tape parade like World War II is over, but like there is You know, you like you got Frost, you have Tippett, you have these young defensemen York, Yinning looks good, Adderd looks good, like Zamula is somewhere. I don't. Well, he's supposed to be good yeah. too. But like, there's there's a lot no of hope Andre's here. Supposed to be good. Now, if Danny Briere, because I assume he's going to get the job, even though I would rather them do an exhaustive GM search, uh, can figure out a way to move some <laughs> of those. Yeah. Do You really trust that though? Well, they they hire that third party. They got Tortorella, and then you find a real GM. I don't see what's so hard about this. <laughs> for everybody who's like, I hate the old boys club. You're just going right back to the old boys club by hiring Briere, the guy who played for the team.
0: Yeah, but it's not the same old it, boys. It's not. It, oh,
1: it's not the same. It's different this time. Old players coming back to the front office.
0: Yeah, but it's not like people that were just affiliated with Bob
1: Clark. <laughs> I also <laughs> noticed how everybody was like, oh, Daniel Briere's is like a great hockey mind. And he's like, really, he knows what he's talking about. Almost like it's this propaganda campaign to make us feel comfortable with him as GM, you know? Yeah listen, this is the Pepe Silvia. Like I'm putting stuff together. There's yarn on the wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danny rare had this job in January. We're in business school. You know, they probably went to Danny and they were like, listen, we're going to fire Chuck after the trade deadline. Cause we guarantee you he's going to fuck something up. <laughs> and then you're in. And that's why Danny didn't go to the Canadians. Yeah that i believe is probably the second time he didn't pick the canadians so <laughs> probably going to throw dog poop at his house cuz canadian fans are crazy <laughs> <laughs> he did uh so I, I i don't know i just think there's a lot to look forward to and i know that like that's not really reassuring because they were the seventh worst team in the league and they're going to miss out on connor bedard most likely but i don't yeah. know
0: Yeah, you better start learning who is at the top of next year's draft.
1: Yeah, I think they they really need to supplement that top end talent, but I think they've built like a pretty solid third and fourth line, maybe a second line.
0: Yeah, I think you have some good like like TK is probably borderline top line player, but he's uh, he would be a very good second line player if Kutz comes back and is like you know where he was previously. He is like a top line center slash very high-end second-line center
1: yeah and coots the added benefit of having coots back is that he mentors noah cates who has shown yeah i mean a guy who just picked up center this year and was like fourth in selkie votes for a while i don't know where he ended up but it shows a lot of promise and i just i don't know i've been checked out on this team for most of the year uh i think we all have but like
0: i tried to watch as many games as i could but you know
1: But just like after going through all these exit interviews and looking at a bunch of stats, like this is the eternal optimist in me. It could be worse, um, I think. I think there's there's light on the horizon. I don't know how bright it is, but I think there's light on the horizon.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Forrester can come up and play to the level that he was playing when he got called up, I mean, that's very promising. I mean, you know, it's kind of like what the... Elliott Friedman and Merrick were saying, like, they need centers, like, in the worst way. And, like, you know, they have Cates and they have Frost, but, like, Cates, you know, just learning center, I mean, he's good. He's not good at faceoffs, but, like, his, like, all of his, like, super good strengths would be much better suited on the wing. So I don't know if, like, you know, if they do get, if they somehow replenish their centers, whether it's with, like, someone they draft this year or, like, if cut if they... Like Cutter Gautier, I don't think is playing center right now, but they think that he could be a center. Like, there's a lot of, you know, options, I guess, that they have.
1: Yeah. And there's also, I'm trying to look up the free agency now while you talk to see um, what free agents are going to hit the market because that's also, it's like.
0: Oh, they're like, as far as like centers go? Yeah. Or just everybody? As as far as centers, there's like nobody. There's Tate. It's like Jonathan Tate. And
1: Ryan O'Reilly, it looks like. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so. a bunch of old guys
1: yeah but those are, those are two old guys who like if you get them on cheap deals because they're old and their bodies are breaking down like it's not the worst Ryan O'Reilly, Jonathan Taze, both Stanley Cup winners like even if they're playing like third, fourth line minutes because like they have probably listen, they're old and their bodies are broken they have to accept a diminished role um, it wouldn't hurt Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's 25 I don't know if he's going to stay in oh he's a RFA, never mind
0: He's RFA, and they think that he's going to try and force his way. Like, the rumor, like, all year has been he's going to try and force his way to uh, the Canadian somehow. It uh, makes sense. I wouldn't
1: want to play in Winnipeg, so. <laughs> Jordan Stahl's on the market. Jonathan Druin, finally, right that wrong. The, complete the <laughs> Drew trade that never happened. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, it gets Nick Felino, but he's all. He's I mean, there's, he's old. there's older guys there that you could sign. To supplement. Yeah, I mean, the next the next thing you could
0: do is maybe move, like, you know, some of your prospects that you know you're not going to hold on to for someone who's, like, like, an RFA player, like a young center that you think is, like, up and coming.
1: Yeah, looking at the free agent pool, I think it's going to have to be like you're not going to find your your top center. You're going to find a guy that just kind of fills a gap for a little bit, which isn't necessarily the worst thing because no, it's you get an older guy, you
0: know, like if you if you ran what Coots, Kate's, Frost next year, like would that really be the worst thing?
1: No, and if you get an older guy who has this playoff experience, it only helps the younger guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not going to, like, you're not becoming a Stanley Cup team, but, like, at least you have somebody.
0: Yeah, so it's, like, do you, what steps do you want to take next year? Do you want to make steps that are closer to, you know, trying to make the team better and, like, get more points throughout the season? Or are you trying to, you know, hang back in this, we're going to try and pick in, like, the top five of the draft.
1: Well, I think for the first time ever, the Flyers have realistic messaging from the front office, Um, and it's not just like "we're gonna spend a shit ton of money." (laughs) Yeah, I hexall
0: now. Bye, bye, bye. And
1: like, hexall didn't spend a shit ton of money, but he also didn't do anything uh, really besides hoard draft picks and then splurge on JVR like an idiot. So. I think this is the first time where the front office is acknowledging. Pick
0: up Johnny Aduya <laughs> off of waivers for the playoff push. <laughs>
1: they're they're acknowledging that uh, it's not going to be like an easy let's sign free agents fix. So that's nice, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: at least they're not. Yeah, it's uh,
0: definitely gonna be. I mean, they're, you know, they're saying like, oh, there's gonna be a ton of movement from the Flyers this year, which is exciting. It's just, you know, it's exciting to see like how they do, I guess, put the team together for next year and how much salary they're going to be eating in trades. If they do get rid of someone like Kevin Hayes and if they're going to have to eat salary in D'Angelo, even though he's in the last year of his deal, I would rather, and they better not buy him out because that's stupid.
1: Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. A lot of people are complaining. They're like, we should buy Antonio D'Angelo, but if you just trade him and retain some salary this year, then you don't have the extended cap hit for like the next, however many years. So why would you buy him out? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Nope. I think everybody just likes the sexy, like, uh, get him out of here so he has time to go to his 1-6 rallies, you know, uh, fucking guy. guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting offseason. I hope stuff starts firing up around the draft. Kevin Hayes appears to believe that's when he'll be traded. So you know what I have to say about that? yeah yeah big whoop no one cares
0: (laughs) yeah I mean uh, we just have to sit and wait at this point May 8th circle the calendar draft
1: lottery yeah I don't uh, when is the draft lottery was that in my notes
0: May 8th I just said it
1: Oh, I didn't hear you okay well there you go May 8th draft is in June right it's in uh where's the draft at this year
0: correct
1: NHL draft twenty three. Let's see. I was the NFL draft is in Kansas City. I think. Do you know that? Did you hear that? Hear about that? I did not. Know oh, that. oh, it's in Nashville. Shit. Have we talked about this? We should definitely try to apply for press passes. And you
0: did, and then you talked about how you're going to get tossed out of the.
1: Oh, did I do that? Yeah. Wow, I, I have really checked out. <laughs> 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 i don't remember things that happened. oh uh, man maybe my house is full of carbon monoxide and i'm going crazy
0: <laughs> if that's the case you might want to do something like <laughs> open a window or something will <laughs> <laughs>
1: open a window uh anyway june
0: 28th is the nhl draft jeffrey
1: Ah, okay, all right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's gonna be hot as shit in Nashville, but what a cool party town! We should definitely go. I wonder if Sarah wants to go to. Is, I'll just trick her. I'll be like, "Oh, you want to go to Nashville for the weekend? <laughs> <I'll>, like party <laughs> in Nashville
0: for, for a weekend?" She'll be like, "Oh, this is great. We're
1: gonna spend so much time together." And I'm like, "Go to the draft. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at Tootsie's when we're done. <laughs>
0: You're gonna go in there and then I just imagine you at like barging through the press conference and going up to the like the microphone instead of like doing like the investigate nine eleven thing. Just like <laughs> somehow turn
1: it into like investigate the flyers. <laughs> it's all a scam, thermite paint. <laughs> the NHL is uh, to put out a thing, like Crazy Man breaks into draft. I'm like MNP <laughs> Podcast MNP Podcast
0: Yeah, it's like the Flyers rigged the song, (laughs) the song (laughs) vote.
1: Ask them about it. Nobody likes that stupid song.
0: (laughs) Sons of bitches. (laughs) Investigate the Flyers.
1: Uh, Well, I don't think we can top that. So, anything else? Um, no, that's
0: all I got, Jeffrey. Hmm.
1: Well, then it's been a season. Thanks for listening. It's certainly been a season. If you made your way over from our previous podcast, thanks for continuing to listen to this nonsensical drivel. (laughs) We love you. And uh, like, follow, subscribe. Spotify, iTunes, wherever. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram, Pod. I tried tweeting for the last game of the season, and then I just kind of gave up.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to step our tweeting game
1: up, I think. We will. Well, was something about something about Jonathan Taze likes going to Jonathan Taze likes going to shore towns, but he doesn't like people knowing about it, so he doesn't say anything. Google Jonathan Taze ignores Kyle Beach and see what comes up.
0: Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. See what I did there. Cause... Yeah, that's That could be better.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't get a chance to flesh it out because I didn't tweet it. (laughs) But, you know, he's retired now. So congratulations on your Stanley Cups beating the Flyers and ruining my 2010. It's been great. (laughs) I hate you and I hope, (laughs) from Chappelle, hope bad things happen to you and only you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What is he? I'm trying to think of like what he says. Is it Samuel Jackson? I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. <laughs> the player. Is that the player haters? Yeah, the ball? player haters ball. Your mom is so no, manly.
1: So her underwear has dick holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Uh. Anyway, I'm just gonna stop recording this now because we're done. I think.
0: All right. Well, that was another successful episode of the uh, M and P podcast. Thanks for coming on down.
1: Oh,
0: I just remember the quote from the Chappelle oh, thing. Oh, okay, go on. Where he's, remember Samuel Jackson? Yes. Where he's like. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Well, it's the I said yes, they deserve, and YouTube immediately. The
0: <laughs> fair sentence. Objection, Do you think Your they Honor. deserve to die, Mr. Henry? Answer Mr. the question. Do don't yes. yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, and on that note, we will see you next week, or maybe not. I don't know. We could take the week off because nothing's happening. Uh <sighs> yeah. Anyway.
0: That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds of snakes an airplane. and aeroplane. And Linny Bruce is not afraid.
1: I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself, churn needs. Dummy This has been another episode of the MP Podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.